You're listening to the Gospel Heffa Show. The radio station's owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this radio station, and opinions between the talk show hosts may conflict. Do you think you can handle it? Make some noise! Gossip and Welcome in, it's the Gospel Heifers, Michelle and Rochelle. What is up with you, Heifer? Oh, girl, I'm chilling. I know. I'm chilling like a tired villain. Yes, we are going to have to brag on your accomplishments much yes. later. Yes. I want an award. <laughs> right now. <laughs> the award I have for you, I cannot say you on the I air, mean. okay? <laughs> Shut your mouth. All the way up. Thank you for tuning into the Gospel Heifer Show. Yeah. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we're also on Twitter. And just follow what happened. We'll follow you back. That's right. Michelle is on Pornhub. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell your business. What's wrong with me? What's this? No, it's your, you just, you know, in that mode today. I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know either. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it was that chemical that was burning in, in Houston Girl, for don't, two to three days. <laughs> Like a, it don't got to me. Was, I got a lawsuit. Some chemical sage up in here. Okay, that's what that was going on. Mm. Okay, girl, what if it was a weed plant? Good, shut up. Do you know I would have drove down there? I'ma sit in my car all day. Got a got a big old pack of water. Got my snacks in the car. You know what? That it was a cooler. Yeah, girl. Yes, yeah, a cooler. You are so ignorant. Probably would have brought some toothpaste. But thank God they finally put out the fire. Yes. But later in the show, we are going to welcome our special guest. He is a best-selling author, and this is one of our personal friends. Yeah. And we are so proud of his accomplishments that are always supporting the sisters. Yes. Author Avery Washington will be joining us later on the show, talking about his new book that is devoted to black women. That black, <laughs> black, 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 <laughs> black on black. Not like Avery. Avery's cool, down to earth brother. About the community. And, and when you see him, you just know when you're looking, you're looking at mine. <laughs> I like men like that. They ain't got nothing to prove. You just look at him, you see mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare you meet brothers like no, that. No, it is because there is a good. You know, men don't understand that is a confidence level that, it, you know, it just shines. Yeah, you ain't got to say nothing. Right. You ain't got to act a fool. <laughs> you ain't got to run across tables <laughs> like your boy did. Rich dollars. Hey, you ain't got to do rich dollars, 40-some years old, run across <laughs> tables because you already confident that you are mine. As Lady's book, a love letter to our beautiful black women that is available right now on sale until March 25th. For 99 cents on Kindle. And these stories came from his wife. I repeat the women, his wife. <laughs> All your thought is trying to give out your potty. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just came out. All right, look. There's some chemicals I'm trying to tell you. It's you a lawsuit. Got, you got chemicals and a lawsuit <laughs> pending. Okay, so we, we're going to get to that later on in the show. But right now, it's time for Conspiracy Sister. First, a political statement, if I may. Another idea stolen from the black man. Blackness confirmed. You got so. Thank you. This is Conspiracy Sisters saving my people from, from the, the sunken, sunken place. place. Shall we have a sip of some of this black power tea? 
Mm, mm, mm. Miami. You know, they say they're crazy in Miami. You right. Them doggone Puerto Ricans is racist in Miami. <laughs> you you know, Cubans are to me black people that know how to swim. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking about Miss Loving Y'all. I know y'all heard the story of two sisters walking in their neighborhood peacefully. You know, her kids were sick. She's going to take care of business. Right. And you got a jigger next door. Mm. Okay? Oh. Now, you know, we interviewing our brother later on. Y'all need to pick up that book. And that dude that lived in the house <laughs> next door needs to pick this book up. He starts calling his sisters all disrespectful kind of names. Mm. And then pull a shotgun. Now, normally black folks, you know, we don't call the popo. Right. But, shoot, they were scared. Right. And, girl, why did Geraldo show up? <laughs> what is it about the name Geraldo? <laughs> both Cuban and both racist. But, anyway, back back on back on task. <sighs> Those sisters passionate. You know, black folks, we passionate when we talk. Yes. So, she was very upset. Do you know this punk? Tight pants. Swole, I missed my doggone donut because of you, Carl. <laughs> Had a nerve to tell him, if you don't calm down, I will arrest you. Mm-hmm. This is all, the whole, the moment he showed up, he didn't want to be there. Right. I don't know if the polyester was up his butt. Because <laughs> his pants was tight. But he came with an attitude, slammed my sister down on the ground for no reason. Ain't gonna lie. And said she was being aggressive. Right. The exactly. tape came. The tape came out. That's why y'all don't want to wear them cams on your chest. <laughs> but the truth was out. He's suspended. He should have been fired. Mm-hmm. But other yeah. than that, I'm out. Cause this pissed me off. I got to get a shot of some extra black power. I saw that footage and I was just so enraged because I'm so tired of seeing police abuse their authority, manhandling women. Exactly. And and, and it's not always grown women. It'd be little kids, little girls. Right. I'm like, y'all some punks. But, you know, it just goes back to show they don't see you as human. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you're absolutely right. I don't understand how this training and the police, you know, whatever you guys are doing when you're training police officers. I'm thinking about running. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. I, <laughs> yes. I feel and like, you, Jesse, Jesse, you can win. You can win, Jesse. You can win, Rocky. <laughs> but, I mean, the first thing, you know, I, I'm serious. I, I, I've had thoughts about this. Yeah, you know what? I need to run just to clean up the police department. You <laughs> could run. You would have a strong chance. You have no scandals on your record. No. And anything that was. Like, <laughs> I've got some of those on my record. <laughs> Not a lot, though. Got a couple, but just a few bodies. Yeah, you know. That's a couple <laughs> of bodies, baby. Bury them. But anyway. <laughs> I will start with the police force because, you know, one of my customers is going and she wants to be a cop. Right. She's about to graduate college. And, you know, I asked her about the mental health issues. Well, you know, it's not in a budget. Oh, well, then, you know what? They need to go to school. It, no, it needs to be an requirement. It does need to be required. But what are you talking about? No mental you, evaluation. It's almost like it's the same. You, you, you ain't dealt with nobody with special needs. <laughs> I need you to recognize special needs. You know, you just yes. had a cop that just got off from shooting an artistic man. Right. That's true. No, no, no. Look now. Mm. Y'all need to have some qualification. If you can't, if it's not in budget, right. it needs to be qualified that you've done this for at least one year and a half, two years before you've been running to be a cop. But you know what? I'm not running, but try to they, be a cop. They can use that budget excuse all they want to. It's always say, an excuse. But the simple thing is, is whatever uh, patrol they have, yeah. they need to get to know the people of that community first. That too. How much is it going to take for you guys to have like a monthly meeting at the community center? And you can get donuts and milk. Like, <laughs> maybe even some coffee. 
You never know. I mean, just but, have, I'm, but I'm just still saying. But but see, that's free. They could do that. They just don't feel like it. Hey, that's what I'm saying. But see, that's why they're going to need this other training. They need to go to the training besides with special needs people. They need to also do a training where they have to communicate and sit down with other races and get to know them. That's what I'm saying. That's not, that will conquer some of the fears they naturally have of minorities, particularly black men. So yeah. we don't and have Puerto to Ricans. worry about that because you don't have Mexicans. no relation with your community. They don't. Okay, so let's but just. If, but if it's not in the budget, it make it an requirement. If you want to be a cop, mm-hmm. you need to have this on your on your paperwork. I say make it a requirement if you want them, you know, free donuts and milk. Have that go to that community meeting. That's the first thing that will not cost you barely a penny to connect with the community. Come on now. Like I said, they need to make an requirement. <laughs> okay, you're not listening to me. I know. Because they're not going to do this on their own because it's not in the budget. You got to be quali- be qualified and have different things under your belt before you can move on to be a doctor. Or, you know, you, you got to have all these degrees. You have to have requirements. And, and requirements. You know, just. So these need to be requirements before you apply. Well, yeah, I wish you could apply a halt to the use of Twitter for President Trump. Girl. Because, you know, I already know you got more time to spend on Twitter than you do to do your job. You, and number two, you took the time to insult a man who was not only an American hero, but is no longer with us. We're talking about John McCain. Girl, you know, look, and we, we didn't agree with John McCain, too, though. But you still I have respected to, John you, McCain you, because as a man. He had a, he, there you go. He had a heart and a soul. Right. Something that this punk we talking about don't have. For <laughs> And I agree with McCain's daughter. Right. He sits back and talks about great men because he can never measure he up. He has an egotistic problem. He's and he can, and he's all you know, somebody in his camp has already said that he has an obsession with Obama because Obama gets respect even if you did not agree Another with Another great man. If you did not agree with Obama's politics, that's one thing. But as a person, you gotta show some respect to him. But you did notice John McCain's daughter said men, and she said men. Right. She didn't right. just say my dad. Exactly. So she, oh, but he cannot, he's not fit to wipe Obama's butt. The influence Trump right now has, not only in America, but worldwide, we just had a recent shooting in New Zealand yeah. where the shooter was a Trump supporter. Yeah, and he's he trying to just, and you know, he has not said nothing. This is the thing that kills me about Trump. He'll sit up there and make a quick 140 character uh, tweet on Twitter, but will not publicly get on media that he has access to. But you know the funny to, thing? To, d- to um, denounce, he is not a part of well, this but he's not. They, they ain't going to make him do that like, like they made Obama do his pastor. But what I'm about to say, you remember that commercial where he's like my angry teenage girl in the parking lot? You know that commercial? With yeah. The that was Trump on Twitter. <laughs> Trump had a meltdown. He's already crazy. That Mueller investigations get to him. Mueller already said he need more time because I'm looking up more stuff. I'm finding paperwork or paper trail of money from Russia. People took money from Russia. That's true. So he, so Trump must be in it. Trump's finances is finna come out. Yeah, everything. His taxes is finna come out. That was an angry little teenage narcissist. But girl. you know, and on the flip side, he said, "Well, I'm okay with the report being released." No, you're not, girl. Look, no, you are Trump not. Trump say a lot of crap to sound good. <laughs> it sound good, but he don't really want that out. He don't want his dumb supporters to realize, oh my God, I'm really, like, I'm dumb? You know that his background about his investigations and cases he takes on, he is a hound dog on Baby, these investigations. He done brought some severe, serious gangsters down. <laughs> when I, serious. Okay, I ain't talking about Lil Wayne. I ain't talking about, you know, Ray Ray and them. No. I'm talking about some, some the mafia. The big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Recently in Louisiana, the Louisiana. state gave out at least $25 million more 
and taxes. Girl. So now, Ooh, lovely day. Due to this, <laughs> no, ain't no lovely day. Because That's what they was when they saw that check. They were sitting there singing that. Due to day. this computer glitch, they have to take back half of everybody's refunds they overpaid. No, 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 no. That was your mistake. When you make mistakes, you must learn from them. And this one is gonna cost you, but you're gonna learn and leave me alone. That's my money now. It was in my name, right? Do you understand what kind of financial debt they've put people into who've already made, you know, some moves with that money? But I'm going to be honest. When you, when you know your tax ain't supposed to look like that, <laughs> you need to call. <laughs> Just to confirm. This stuff. ain't no lottery. That, you know what I'm saying? This is the government. And, they, you know, they are the mob. Right. Yeah, exactly. The IRS is the mob. Yeah. They will. They access they to your account, money. dog. They will come for the money. Okay? And especially if you're black. Right. They got a history of black people. Well, at least there's some good news where this eight-year-old boy who rose from being homeless to the chess master. Now, Shit please do not make me announce this child's name. I cannot pronounce it, okay? But he's in New York City. It's an African name. It's an African name. Yeah, I know because he's a chess master. But I saw this story. Um, He was covered by the New York Times, and they just mm-hmm. followed his background and how he was beaten very uh, well-known into uh, intellects. Yeah. Educated background. Everything. Oh, it don't matter. You can't beat me. <laughs> I'm in Butu. <laughs> so you won't tell me his name. I, I forgot the child's name. Right. I saw the story on Lester. Right, right. But I mean, that was just, you know, that's something good. To awesome. See. Yeah, in the world. I mean, because lower him. And you know, so much nonsense. speaking of black brilliance and black greatness at a young age, my girl from Blackish has her own business. I forget the little girl's name. That's the one that has the movie coming out, you all. Uh, Little. Little. I am so happy to see so many young black entrepreneurs coming yeah. up because we do need to instill in our children. Okay, yeah, a job is one thing, but see, you are not guaranteed to keep that job. No, baby, get your own. Get your own, have your own grind because you will never know what opportunity may come. Baby, I told my special friend's child that. <laughs> my special friend's yeah. child? <laughs> he was up in my salon and my being like, I said, baby, work for you. Right, do your own thing. I mean, thing. if you're going to sweat and bleed and tired and be cranky or miss family time, at least it's for you. <laughs> Don't do all this for somebody else. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's all I'm saying. All right, let's go to a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Guys for Show. Yo, what up? This is YSL. You're not listening to my new single, Dream. Streaming on all music platforms like Spotify and iTunes. Follow me now on social media at You So Love. Everybody got dreams, right? Dreams of signing a Rockefeller Mama said get your life proper fella Go to school, be a doctor fella Even though I was smart enough to get a PhD My flow was dumb enough to be signed by the ROC It started off 17, jamming reasonable doubt Hope was like the Barry Gordy in my eyes down south But something was missing like my town needed more From the city where it was flipped this is D.L. Hugo, and I'm gossiping with some heifers. What? I'm gonna have a BF. Oh my god, she's gonna have a bitch fit. Oh, no, 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 D-d-d- don't have a, 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 a BF. If you are in big trouble. It's the Gospel Heifers, and we are back. And usually we have a little BF segment, and yeah. that's when we want to, you know, just pitch a fit. But not this week. No, because we have really been blessed 
And you can't always take every opportunity to fuss. No. Okay. Because so you want them blessings to keep coming. You want blessings to keep coming. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and start off with your good blessings, my sister. Your achievements this week. Well, well you know, I, when I just, you know, I normally say my woman song isn't, you know, every woman, but this week I'm every woman. Yeah, I saw the cake. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Not only was I cooking and cleaning, we about to start a garden. Yes, finally. So I've got a bunch of seeds, you guys. Let me tell you something. I've got some kale, from onions to carrots and, you know, girl, tomatoes, everything. I got a lot of things. And I got a bunch of sage and I got my herbs going. So my, I'm doing my germination process right now. Yes. With my seeds. I got them all labeled, laid out. Yes. But been... baby, while I was cooking and grilling, I was digging, I was doing the bed. Right. You know, right. normally we have our gardener do it, but I was like, you know what? We're going to keep this money in house. Why waste money on something you could do yourself? So, you know, I had a chance to feel what my ancestors felt today. <laughs> but the only difference was I was doing it for myself. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm in some hard work, but I got it done. Right, right. I mean, I got the, I got the bed ready. I dug at least a two inch and, and then I put my, um, my, my little dam. Right. So the water can run down. So I got all that. We're going to get the the dirt, you know, build it up, plant it up. You know, we're going to lay it out. I must, I have to give you some hands got up my on that one ready. because your ass was out there for what, two days? And yeah, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out again because I need to level the middle part a little deeper. Mm-hmm. We need like two inches of, a, you know, fresh soil. Like I said, you know, it's going to, I'm going to take pictures. I'm putting them on Facebook. I'm really proud. Oh, I'm so happy. But you know, I was able to get them burgers grilled today too. Yeah, you did. And they were tasty. Girl, they was all, they were fine. <laughs> They won't just say they were fly. Stupid ever. Well, I do appreciate your hard efforts because I've been busy myself. Yeah. I have taken on, and I don't have no problem since because recently I heard there was a story that where the singer Tank or not Tank, but um Jaheem, 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 you who's a popular singer at one time is actually driving for one of these driving companies. Yeah, and people were you know throwing shade at him, and I'm like, folks, you ain't paying no bills. You know, they did the same thing. I forgot the guy that used to work, you know, be on the Cosby Show, but you know. They stopped the reruns with yes. the sexual allegations. I, my check stopped. So my thing is, I've been doing that part time on one of the driving services, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's like I said, get my hustle on right after my son goes to school, and yeah. I get I get the AM shift in so I can go ahead and get my money because I still got business to run at the house. I was gonna say you got your own business, but and then to you, you know, you deal those. Yeah, I just started back up because I had let that go for a minute because I still got so engulfed with some other stuff, and I'm like, you yeah. know what? That is a fun entertaining and, vibrating and shut up and good <laughs> business because it makes money and you know sooner you ain't been back for about what a week two weeks i, I want to say a month because i've been Has you know been actually it's been a month because it actually takes more time to re-establish yourself in well the, honey you did it because you've been getting calls right some a lot of girls want them deal though <laughs> and they are some good product Speaking, speaking from a consumer. <laughs> so I have to applaud both of our grinds because it's, you know, something nowadays to be a modern woman, yeah. but make sure that, you know, the number one priority is to make sure that the money keeps coming in. Yeah, because I'm, I'm doing this, this superwoman stuff around the house on my days off. Right. Because I've been booking appointments in between time. Oh, yeah. Now, for my work day. And as the weather gets hotter, you already know there's going to be more appointments. Because everybody got to be on fleek during Girl, the summer. I don't sweat my perm. <laughs> Lock Jesus in my edges. All right, it is time for Word on the Street. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Word on the Street. Just listen to this. Give it some. Oh, 
them clear heels, baby. Mm, look, your heel jokes are not going to worry me. But, you know, I recently was watching all these videos go on about comedian Jess Hilarious, who was recently on a flight. And she saw some men oh. in turbans come yeah. on the flight. And immediately, like I said, I don't know what her if it was a direct out loud response on the plane. But she recorded her thoughts after she saw them enter the plane and they had to stop the flight and they put them on another plane and the gentlemen that oh, were serious? on yeah the gentlemen that were in turbans were not on the flight that they were switched over to so she got on social media and started talking about how scared she was so she she for and, real acted a fool right this just wasn't for camera right exactly so put them to switch planes up like that okay so but she's like okay well now I you know I was scared and I don't care what y'all got to say because this made me nervous and everybody drug her across they social need to. media. Why the heck are you scared of folks in turban? I'm scared of young white men. And mega hats. And, <laughs> and American flags. Girl. When I see anything mega brand it come in my space, I get nervous immediately. Look, okay. I get nervous with a white person that's overly patriotic, okay? <laughs> that's my sign. Now she's dealt with the backlash. She has apologized. She prepared a statement. And, you know, but my thing about it is, if you have... The damage is done. We have so much social media going on with people being recorded, being ignorant, racist. And she recorded herself. And don't take the opportunity to do it yourself. I bet you that half a probably voted for Trump. (laughs) I got a funny feeling in my bone. She's probably one of them black Trump supporters. Well, Jess Hilarious has always been involved. I mean, she's a great actress. I mean, she has her moments on social media as well, but she's also been involved with a lot of, you know negative interaction with other you know comedians and entertainers so well she's not a good person is what it sounds like well hey whatever the case sounds like she's a rotten soul (laughs) anyway (laughs) all right we we call sweetie pies the series that was on the own network oh yeah tim little ex-con why'd you say that because we're still talking about him oh it was it was girls the chemicals (laughs) and now i got telepathy y'all I can see the future. Tim Norman is being sued for unpaid rent. According to what? the blast, Norman was that accused of <laughs> owning his landlord $250,000 in unpaid rent. Jesus. And court documents state that the property that filed a lawsuit against him and the company behind Sweetie Pie's restaurant now owns along with his mother, Robbie Montgomery. So I'm and wondering. She already sued that fool before like, for that. Yeah, I'm like, dude, your mama just sued you. Now you can. <laughs> Look, he he got a bad habit of not paying folks or just just doing doing I, the I, most. You know, when the series was on, people. he was always. I don't believe that nonsense. But as far as uh, jumping the gun on business and you know making investments too quickly without really you know taking your time no, and he laying does. things that, out, he's guilty. You jumped the gun a little too much. That was one thing that worked my nerve. Now, as far as that stalker situation, you know, I don't you know believe it because Jennifer, uh, all the basketball wives, she needed a storyline. No, but I mean, because she has no, I mean, as far she as. She had a good storyline when she almost got whooped at the end by Malaysia. <laughs> that was good. But anyway, y'all, back on task, back on task. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can sleep in one of his restaurants. I well, don't know. Hey, if they don't, you know, close it down, ain't no telling with Tim. Well, I'm like, you know, it's, look, Sweetie Pie's supposed to be popping. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if he messing up. He 
jerking off the money. I don't know. That, exactly. So he may be messing off some money. I mean, messing off some money, but like I said, I just saw too many, you know, let me get this restaurant, let me get this restaurant. Me, I mean, yes, we want to develop a chain, but you cannot sit up here and oversaturate. You can't do it back to back Back either. to back like that. Because you need to focus at least on two. Right. Let me build And that's, a, in, well, that's within a couple of years. Right. Exactly. Take your time, fool. Because he was down. supposed to have one in Houston. And that closed down a long time ago. I think I'm not sure if it's even open now, but no, I just said I, he had one in Houston that closed down a long time ago. Well, we'll see. Kanye West is back in the news. Oh, and he's Jesus been hosting walks with you. <laughs> come on, come on, talk while I see. He has been hosting church services at his home. Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the Holy Ghost. <laughs> The Kanye ghost. Look, there's been <laughs> clips of a church choir singing renditions of his uh, liftoff song in Jesus Walks with yeah. Easy himself leading the pack as a director. Now, I'm not sure where the location is, but I saw about two to three clips of this. Now, number one, the choir was jamming. Yes. <laughs> you felt the lyrics. <laughs> I felt like I was walking with Jesus. I felt the musical presence of the old Kanye as that was being performed. You know performed. what? I said, if this helps Kanye come back, you know, maybe it takes him seeking out the Lord. Because the scenery was beautiful. I've always they said were, you need Jesus. They were out there. They were outdoors. I, I, look, it was um, a mountain type of setting. And you got this choir Only singing. Jesus can pull him out that sunken place. <laughs> yes, Lord, won't you do it? And that was like, now, I'm not sure what word is being delivered or if it's just a music service itself. I was just going to say, long as he's not doing the Jim Jones Right. I don't see no purple yeah. Kool-Aid and long as he don't have himself on the cross and they praising him, I'm good if it makes him come back. But long as he ain't doing that. <laughs> I understand completely. Now, Maybe Wendy Williams need to come. Girl, thank you for bringing Wendy Williams Shut up. Goodness, I told you that. You that, get that yeah. inner half a psychic. Girl, it's a chemical. <laughs> I saw it. I'm seeing everything. Now, she recently went on her show and announced that she was going through some treatment for some type of drug addiction. Look, I knew when she fainted as a Statue of Liberty, that was a crack faint. <laughs> okay. Her husband has got her stressed, baby. Let me tell you something. Her husband's got to be a very bad person. You know, I am a faithful fan of The Breakfast Club, and I listen to it every morning when I do my driving shift. Yeah. And Charlemagne, for a couple of weeks, has been going in on her husband, Kevin. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he used to work with Wendy. So yeah. I'm sure he observes some he stuff knows. behind the scenes he that he is not speaking on, you know, directly, but he just in but the But I just know what kind of character he is. Right. I know what kind of dude you are. I so, see you. Recently, uh, beside this announcement on her show, pictures have popped up of him and his mistress. Girl, look, pictures been popping up on the internet with him and his side chick. It's the same chick. Right. That's a full-fledged relationship. That is, she ain't even no side chick. And She's like the other wife. According to Love B. Scott, in the article, it states that she has been asking him to break off his marriage with Wendy. And he's like, no, I can't do that because she she's is. The she's the money. She's paying the bills. That's all there is to That's it. That's why all them dinners and gifts you get getting half of ah, I can't do it without ah. Wendy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's sad. Yeah. But that makes me wonder, what kind of hold does he have on Wendy? 
You are the no breadwinner. They have some type of syndrome. I forgot what it was, but they were discussing on the Breakfast Club on the same episode. Charlemagne was talking about it, but they was just saying that women that are in such abusive relationships, they get into this zone where they can't really, you know, they're beaten down so bad that they have to be in that situation. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I forgot. There's a name for that. that stock syndrome. syndrome or yeah, something? stock syndrome. That's what it is. Girl, half of there you go. <laughs> that was the word I was looking for. But it's got to be, but it also, that's to also low self-esteem. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I think she's so stressed and he's stressing her. So she went back to drugs because mm. she, she had a minute in the past that she used to do cocaine. Right. Right. And she got clean. Yeah. And this Negro was stressing me <laughs> with this second wife. And I'm telling you, you cannot sit up there and tell me that she is, like I said, she always goes on her show. She blasts everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then she gives a half-ass confession when it comes down to her. That's that self-esteem. Right. Now, you know what? If she really wanted to heal herself, she'll start checking and talking about him. Right. Until he leaves. I mean, you ain't going nowhere. I'm the one making the money. So why don't you vent and get yourself and, and, and talk about this punk? Right. Oh, like, she would be more interesting. Like, <laughs> it would. Because she's not interesting to me. Right, cause she's she... a big bully. Now, now I see why she's always been a bully. Because mm-hmm. people that hurt people, hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And that's what she, because every time I will see her interview someone, anything she could find, alcohol, drugs, and this heifer got the nerve knowing she's a crackhead, <laughs> she would always tap on that and try to bring them down. Right. Well, hey. So, you know, I hope she gets some help. And when she do, baby, talk about this trick. Make him your stand-up. Right. Make him your come-up. Yeah, girl, talk a- it. As he leaves. Look, let's go to a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Gossip and Heifer Show. You're listening to the Gossip and Heifer Show. Yeah, I just can't stand a lot of silly shit. To be moron. Yeah, to be moronic. Exactly. To be moron. An imbecile. Yeah. Not the dumbest motherfucker that ever lived. It's just dumb. Gossip and Heifers are back and dumbers is up the ridiculous headlines that we bring to the forefront right here. We should just call this Trump headlines. You know, it matches with dumb. It matches with dumb. <laughs> we can't actually affiliate him with all the stories, unfortunately. Uh, but we can do the most. The influence is there. I know. Because <laughs> America's gotten dumber. <laughs> In the past two years, Lord Jesus. Now, I know people like to play pranks, but I don't like nobody, number one, playing with my food. I don't food. do pranks. I don't, you have to know me, know me. You know what I mean? But you you just said food. I don't care how well you know me. <laughs> don't come for my food. But it's worse if somebody you don't know playing a prank, calling themselves being funny mm-hmm. with your food is not even funny whatsoever. That's how you get on Snap. This man called himself being funny by dipping his testicles in a customer's saucer. What? Yes, at this restaurant, and he decided to go over to this other customer's table and dip his testicles in the saucer. See, he, he would have been <laughs> denutitized. <laughs> Whatever you call it. No, is that avocado? No, it's chunks of something else, okay? No, Trust it, me. this is bull. <laughs> this is gumballs. <laughs> Girl, and he would he would have became part of the salsa. That's what I'm talking about. Chop it up. Girl, okay. I got some cilantro. What's up? The, the thing about this whole situation is not only, you know, he was arrested, he went to court about it, and he's still mm. laughing about it while he's in court. Well, you know what? I'm <laughs> glad you enjoy your joke. You're the only one laughing. And I hope you laugh in jail. And I hope someone show you they cilantro. How do you show up to in court your face? 
facing a charge of dipped saucer testicles, and you have the nerve to still have he's, laughter. I guarantee he's a white boy. Ah, yes. <laughs> this sounds very Caucasian. <laughs> And that that's white privilege laughing in court. Oh my god. He got problems. You think dip but you know what? You was just listening to um the red pill mm-hmm. with Teddy Riley's daughter mm-hmm. talking about her her white boyfriends and how they play with each other. Right. And one put his testicles on the other friend's you know, forehead. Yeah, I know. And Van is like, who does that? Right. That's black- she said they're more playful than black men. That is out the black zone. Altogether. That's why I said this is that's Caucasian mess. <laughs> Only time you're supposed to see anybody's testes is when a, a woman's in a room and it's about, about to go, go down. down. Okay. Oh, you finna take a shower. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Look, America is still ignorant to its contribution to slavery. Unfortunately, we had a Fox contributor recently state how people are not acknowledging the fact that America ended slavery. You know what? First of all, you know what? <laughs> First of all, only reason y'all ended slavery mm-hmm. wasn't because you cared. Right. It really wasn't. It was because Lincoln saw how black folks was banking. That's the truth. Right. It was a financial game. It was game. money. Right. It was a financial game from it. He saw Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. Okay. He Lincoln admired him. Right. They were. Do you know how many black banks they wore back then? He was the black man. And what's that? The Hateful Eight? Yes. <laughs> So don't y'all ever get it twisted when they teach y'all in school. Right. Contributors to media have to be careful about their ignorance being displayed on the platform. Well, it happens quite era. often, but like I said, this is Fox we're talking about. At the same time, you have to realize that if slavery wasn't existing in America, you can't naturally, you know, you can't actually take credit for ending it in America. No. Now, if you were an outside situation and you came in and you ended slavery, for which nobody did, right? Nobody Not did that. <laughs> okay, so we that- freed ourselves. <laughs> We was tired. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, America, like you said, would not be the great nation. Well, China about to be the great nation now because of Trump. Mm. But during the time y'all had been a great nation, it was because of free labor. That's why the North hated y'all so much, But too. Th- my thing about it also is it's these young, because the reporter is a young white reporter. You know, the and, and, and she's a female. I have thoughts of Tommy Lauren when it comes to these, you know, Another young female person. journalists that are white and are in the, you know, privileged world that don't understand the basics of it. Because, like I said, we've been so twisted with our education in school on the background. But I was just going to say that generation is somewhere between mid 20s mm-hmm. or early, early 20s into like 30, mm-hmm. where these white kids and black kids are confused. They don't even think it, it was that they think that slavery actually is a fairy tale. And the sad thing is you, you know, the story when mama went to go see 12 years of slave, a young college black girl thought that was fiction. Right. And did, mama had to break it down. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I'm proud to say mama was one of, one of the black people that went to jail for standing in the white library. Right. Whites only library. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, but it's something with that time zone that they really confuse. They're, they're, because there's not being instilled. But like I said, you know, for that to be on any news report is sad because it's just spreading ignorance even more. Ignorance. more. Now, a man who sees a roach mm. decides to throw a shoe Squash it. at the roach yeah. with a revolver inside this shoe. I have no Girl. idea if he stored this, <laughs> you know, in his shoe. But you know what? I ain't gonna lie. But, I thought you were gonna say the roach threw the shoe back. But no. go ahead. <laughs> 
So you see a roach, you have a shoe with a gun you have stored. Maybe he forgot it was stored in there, and he threw it at the roach, and of course he ended up throwing it at the roach and it shot himself. Girl, Girl. the roach got got the karma. And the foot. Shot himself in the foot. Oh, well, at least he's living. Right. (laughs) And what he should have did was use that foot and stomp that roach. (laughs) You don't throw shoes at roaches. You know, when you are dealing with roaches, first of all, you have to understand how fast the insect is. Look, and then if, you, if you got any friends in the hood, you know. You Let's know. clarify this because we ain't got this problem. <laughs> but you don't throw a shoe at a roach. A roach, a thrown shoe will not do anything to a roach, trust me. Yeah, because roaches are gangster. They are up close. They're like bloods That's an up close personal kill. Yeah. You got this. God, get out of here. <laughs> you got to let them know it's time to go. I was just watching one of the bug commercials. Do you know you could have drown a roach for 30 minutes and that fool won't die? No. It's, it's after 30 minutes he may drown. Too legit to quit. Girl, they gangster. <laughs> they the only ones that can survive a bomb. Look, let's talk about how politicians are taking advantage of, you know, mm. saying that if there's something that's not need, such as this outbreak of chicken pox that we recently yeah. had, it's so bad that people are getting vaccinated for it. And this one politician... That was out in Italy. He was just outspoken about vaccination. I'm, you know, just totally against it. Yeah. And end up getting chicken pox. (laughs) (laughs) Another way of karma. Now he's sick and itchy. But, you know, look, I understand people <sighs> that don't want to get vaccinated. And, you know, for one, you need to know your the hospital. You need to do research. You need to know your doctor. And black people, if you don't want the, the disease or the cheap crap, go to a black doctor. Right. <laughs> you, you know, I was just saying, you, you know, we were talking about your experience mm-hmm. when you had uh, my nephew. Right. And I was telling you about Renee's experience. And she went to Methodist in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Methodist is, anybody know Methodist Hospital in Memphis? It's a big hospital and it's an urban hospital. A lot of black doctors. Right. And nothing, no problems. Exactly. But yeah, but my but situation. You was around all them Richie Crackers. <laughs> and and you, had, you had good health care. Right. Had a good job. But I almost crushed your doctor out. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Slick saying some racist crap. Mm-hmm. Talking about some Cadillac. Trick ain't got no Cadillac. <laughs> and I ain't got no watermelon. <laughs> and then I almost went off on a nurse. Yeah. And I, trust me, my son's father almost had a couple of moments in that hospital. I know. Good, baby, it don't take much for my ninja to come. <laughs> I mean, you keep t- beeping that ninja button and she coming. All right, Lord. But, you know, speaking of hospital, there is a staff that found some crystal meth stuck to a patient's buttocks. Oh. Right. Because <laughs> if it was weed, it'd be gone by the nurse. But you can keep this. I don't want it. A Cleveland clinic in Indian River Hospital uh, saw some meth that was stuck to a patient's buttocks. And he was identified as a 48-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And he was admitted to the hospital due to an infection. And as they were removing his underwears when they saw the meth attached to his buttocks. That's probably what we call the infection. Right. I was thinking The doggone chemicals sizzling was... your little white butt cheeks. <laughs> and I know he white. Is that certain? Look, opioids and meth, that's a white drug. You, you affiliated with certain. Crack, weed, yeah. black drugs. Right? <laughs> Cocaine, that's everybody. <laughs> Diversity. So that's a diverse, yeah. Coke don't care. 
Speaking of black folk drugs, oh. why is it black folks? And yeah. I've seen a majority of black people, just say from personal experience, go on live smoking dope around their kids. Stupid. What the hell is going on? Now, recently, there was a dad charged with child abuse for smoking marijuana in front of his six-year-old son on Facebook Live. That was dumb. Look, <laughs> look, look. I, I like cannabis. <laughs> okay, I do. I agree with cannabis. But you cannot smoke with your children in the room, you idiot. I don't care if you open the window. Do not subject your child to get into contact. Yes, my God. I mean, now maybe is, they got ADHD. I have no idea. But they, some, some issues. The you know. father must have because it was him and I guess some other man that was with him, one of his partners. So two dumbest. They were allegedly smoking marijuana in front of the six-year-old child on mm, Facebook mm, Live. Mm. Uh, the local broadcast service uh, where WRAL reports uh, 20-year-old and 23-years-old. Mm. And each were charged with a misdemeanor of child abuse according to the court documents. Let me tell you something. Between New Zealand shooting and foods like this, just, right. just typical foods. Y'all gonna get this Facebook live, this YouTube live. They gonna have to put a dog on, you know, like an hour glitch. It's got we... to be a filter somehow on these live videos because when, when you watch them, you have New Zealand shooting alone had over two hundred viewers and nobody called the authorities during this whole viewing of. But it. another thing, if you look it up, my listeners, do not look up the dog on video. Do not try to share the video because you will get charges right because they're trying to take it down for which i don't blame i don't want to see it there's a lot of videos that we've seen we saw castile get murdered by a police officer live i mean but that was like that right there is a good way it was used because it was used as evidence to get him exonerated even after his death but, but even if you have time, a video but but even if you have a video on your phone mm-hmm. if you just take it on your phone or facebook live but they're gonna have to start putting something in there like they had to do with, with the nfl when uh janice titty came out <laughs> y'all want to put a five minute delay where y'all viewing it you know what i'm saying that's all i'm saying y'all got to do something i think that's a good idea have a delay on there where whoever's on behind the scenes on facebook they view the video before they actually let it broadcast online and as soon mm-hmm. as they see some stuff you know that's inappropriate they could cut it off at that point yeah because i don't report it some i ain't gonna lie i'm one i'm a snitch <laughs> I, don't, I don't care I went on Facebook Live and saw a boy getting a BJ. Getting special attention. And it was so little. It made me angry. Uh. And and it was a white girl on a little, little black, you know, a little light-skinned boy thought he was hard. Oh, I God. I was pulling that crap. I said, I don't want to see this. Look, I don't want to hear about it either. So let's go to a break. It's <laughs> gospel help for show. <laughs> <laughs> show me some action. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your favorite funny girl, Amanda Seals. And when I want to get personality and some knowledge, I listen to the gossip and happen. We are back and we have a very special guest on the line with us. Now, this is not only a special guest. He is a friend of ours, a personal friend. We peep this man's vibe in person so we know he good people. And you guys have got to check out his long list of books. He's got some major publications. The first one I heard was our Letters to My Daughter. Yeah. And we had a copy of that book, which is an excellent book. And it really encourages father-daughter relationships. It's very important. Now we get into a whole new genre. We're talking about lustful, sexy, hot and spicy letters to the black woman. Hey. All right. Please welcome author Avery Washington. 
Hello, hello. How are y'all doing today, ladies? Doing fine, Mr. Washington. Pleasure to have you on because you have been on book tours. You have been spreading such positive messages in our community. So first of all, thank you for doing that. Amen. I want to also thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Uh, no, that's not a problem at all. You've always had our corner because, you know, you look at Avery Washington, you know, he has a very studious, sophisticated look about himself. Yeah, like, don't, don't F with me either. Look. Okay, so you I'm would, not the one. You, when you see him, you wouldn't think he hang around heifers, but he do. <laughs> y'all make y'all make y'all making me blush now. <laughs> <laughs> So, Avery, I mean, how's it going, man? You have so much going on with you. We're definitely going to get around to your latest publication and some other stuff you've got coming up. What is your number one inspiration for putting these publications together? Well, I'm a family advocate. You mentioned uh, letters to my daughters from the beginning. And uh, I've been married over 20 years, and I have three beautiful daughters, ages 22, 17, and 12. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my undying love for them really had me write letters to my daughters. And as I wrote letters to my daughters, it really was supposed to be a personal legacy for them. But as I did radio shows and, uh, you know, spoke to people, I've seen people shed tears and, uh, reminded them of the relationship they had with their fathers. Mm -hmm. And also fathers, fathers were saying that the book was reminding, was helping them build stronger relationships with their daughters. That's really how I became a family advocate and started speaking about, uh, the significance of father-daughter relationships. And I'm so glad you put that book out because, you know, my sister and myself, we have a very close relationship with our father. And you don't really see only maybe a handful out the black community of yeah. that promotional of that relationship. So I know right. you were speaking on your own truth. And how do your daughters feel about that publication? Oh, they love it. Um, I mean, it, it inspires them. Uh, really, it, it reminded me of a incident with my daughter. My youngest daughter is 12 years old. And she came home one day and she was like, Daddy, I wrote a poem. She never spoke to me about writing or anything. So, uh. She wrote a very, very powerful poem, and it's in my book called Legacy. And uh, it just lets you know that kids really watch you closely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They might not tell you that they do, but she was inspired from Letters to My Daughters to write herself. Well, that's sweet. That is so sweet. I mean, and that's so important to know that, you know, parents, what you are doing, regardless whether you realize it or not. Yeah, they are listening. They, they hear. Listen, they listen. They absorb see. everything, especially when you communicate love to your child. That's the main thing I love for, you know, kids to gather. Well, that's what they need. But, you know, so many of the negative things they pick up, too, that people. Right, do. right. So we have to stay on them. Yeah. yeah. But I think you being the kind of father that you are, you are molding three young women to go out in society. First of all, knowing that they have a father that loves them dearly and mm -hmm. to encourage them to have self-love. And do right. you think your books inspire black women to have more self-love for themselves? I think it does, um, because a lot of women have spoken to me about how the book has touched them also, because, uh, you know, they would tell me that they wish they had a man in their lives yeah. to tell them the things that I'm saying in the book, because they were saying if they would have knew those things that I was teaching in the book, maybe they wouldn't have been through a lot of heartache and pain in their lives. So they definitely appreciate it. Yeah, looking for love in all the wrong places. Right, right. And I, I think that's very important because there are, unfortunately, a lot of children coming up in a single parent home, uh, particularly young ladies with no fathers in their lives. I know you've seen some experiences where you have young ladies that have that background and there are, sometimes it doesn't always come out for the worst. But a majority of the time right. you find these black women that didn't have that looking for validation. Yeah. Right. And they right. On the pole. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how they get on the pole. They miss a hug from their daddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> she had, you know, I knew she was gonna throw a pole in there somewhere. The pole is look when daddy is not around and there's a lack of hugs. The pole always shows up. Okay. Yeah, I do, I do, I, I understand. <laughs> but like Michelle said, that we we've known some women personally that didn't have a father figure, but turned out awesome, no problem. Right, right. And then I wrote letters to my daughters also to kind of warn them of guys out there because I tell them they're beautiful every day. But there's a lot of guys that that act as predators, and and mm-hmm. it's usually weak men. Mm-hmm. You know, they can tell and sense if a woman hasn't received that love from a father oh, from yeah. home. Yes, yeah. And, and they and they will tell them what they want them to hear so they could take advantage of them. Oh yeah. So I just I just wanted to teach them to embrace the love of God himself, so they would desperate would never desperately seek love from man or anyone else. That was the purpose of the book. Well, you know, your TC used to tell me this as a young young girl that uh, he would say a ninja, of course, will tell you and buy you whatever just right. for that. And they once would. they and once they got it gone. And I think there they is would. in this time frame that we're in right now, a lot of people having some type of need for validation, whether yeah. it be for a father figure or just companionship, that we do uh-huh. fall short when we lower our own standards on well, I will be with somebody. I won't be lonely anymore. Mm. And also, I feel that, you know, our homes were systemically destroyed, of course. Yeah. You know, you can go all the way back to slavery, you know. And, uh, you know, that that leads me to a, a love letter to our beautiful black women. Uh, by me being a family advocate, of course, I spoke about my kids. But also, I want our black families to continue to stay together. Yes. Because, you know, that that was the strength of our homes back when we were coming up, you know, yeah. the, the black family. But now, if you listen to the media and... Everything you see that, you know, our homes have been broken and I just want to celebrate black love. And that's why I wrote a love letter to our beautiful black women. Now, that's why I definitely got to get on, because this is like I said, it's almost in the same sense. But then again, it's a little different because you got like a little spice in this book. Mm. Well, it is an adult book. Hey, look, in order for us to have these babies to raise correctly, we have to make them right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you've got some beautiful spoken word pieces in here like this. So in love, I never met a woman quite like you. So sweet, sexy and classy, too. You are a beautiful woman of great intelligence. And I'm so blessed to have you as my boo. Now, that's just a part mm. of one of the poems. I feel like somebody. Booed right. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you felt booed. I didn't felt booed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, now that you have nourished young ladies and encouraged relations with their fathers, now you're talking to black women in general. Do you want not only, like I said, I can see some black love coming out of this book, uh, you know, altogether. But if it's a single sister out there that picks up this book and starts to read it, what is the walk away you want her to have? Oh, man, when she reads this book, she's going to feel appreciated. And I have a poem speaking of, you know, don't be afraid to say no. If a guy isn't fit to be your king. If he isn't worthy of being being with you, don't be afraid to say no. Don't Amen. just settle for anything. So I think they'll read this book and, and they'll realize what they deserve. Because Amen. also, I want to commend you, both of you, because women all, women raised me. My grandmother raised me, my great-grandmother raised me, and my mother raised me. So I never had a father. Amen. But I've learned so much from being raised by women. And you all have sacrificed even since slavery. I mean, think about it. During slavery, you know, black men were taken away from the home, raped in front of their families, emasculated in front of their families, Mm -hmm. and left the women to raise the children alone. But by that woman being left alone with the kids, 
she was being raped repeatedly yes. and forgot what it felt like to be loved, you know? Mm-hmm. And and us as men, we need to realize that. So the book is written to women, but I want men to realize that women have, black women have always been there for us, even when we weren't there for them. They raised our kids alone, which they shouldn't have, had, shouldn't have, but they had to. And they did that, and they still never let us down. So I wanted to really, the book is dedicated to my wife also, but I wanted to celebrate black women for being so strong. And, and staying there with us. Amen. And, now, and that's, we appreciate that's true because, that. you know, I, I always say that that's, you know, besides an educated black person, the biggest fear of white men is the black family. And that's right. Like, that's been on the agenda for many years. Why do you feel, I mean, it's an obvious reason, but I want yeah. to hear your take on it, on why do you feel that the black family is so suppressed, especially in America? I got this point for you, and I'll tell you right now. It's called Why Do You Fear Me? It's some an inspiring young black man educating myself so I won't have to work hard with my hands. But every time I point my head towards the sky, I see the look of fear deep inside your eyes. Don't be afraid. I won't harm you. You see, I want the same opportunities in life as you do. See, I do remember my people being hung from trees just because they were learning how to write and read. See, now I understand the fear of me that's deep inside of you. You are afraid I may educate myself and take the place of you with great temperament and knowledge as my weapons of choice for you. And if you get in my way, I will intellectually destroy you. That's why you fear me. Mm. So that's why they separate us. Yes, mm. yes. Because the, the unit is much more powerful together than separated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but those are powerful words. So I do appreciate that your works do encourage black unity. That's the main thing I want, you know, the community to walk away with, if anything else. And especially for black men to pick up this book. Yeah, especially because I, I think nowadays, and here's a prime example. Um, being single in this time is a difficult time because you have people who want to have situations instead of relations. Situationships. Yeah, situationships versus relationships because it's become so convenient for everybody to just come and go as they please, get what they want, and still be able to do them. Yeah, and you know what I think plays a part in that? Urban radio. I have to be honest with no, you. No, you told the truth. <laughs> What, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you because remember when we were when we were coming up, we would hear love songs. We would hear love and happiness. We would hear men singing about how they respect their women, you know, how they want to treat their women. Uh, uh, you hear baby face songs, you know, things like that. Now, if you listen to urban radio, we're disrespecting black women at the, to the highest level, just disrespecting them totally and disrespecting ourselves. So me, I know my gift is from God. I'm not going to use my gift to disrespect us. I'm going to continue to use it to uplift us. So, I mean, uh, I mean, we have to keep putting that positivity out there. Exactly. But, but you know what he said was so true. I forgot what who it was, but he said that hip-hop was worse than the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, I agree. Now it is. But if you remember when we were growing up, oh, hip-hop no. was to show, it was to show how intellectual you were. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it, you know what I'm saying? And it was no cuss words used. In no, hip hop, no, it, it was about your vocabulary. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was just listening to some. Um, was that after seven? Yes, yes, yes. right. Mm. Yeah, all that back in the day. But you were absolutely right. Sometimes our own channels of entertainment is del- ignorance. is diluted with ignorance, and it's just a repeat. It's like on a repeat cycle because it seems that's the only way you stay relevant nowadays. But then too, I think about um, Kate Michelle had a record she wanted to put out, and it was about love. And she said a white pro- white promoter, somebody in the, in the music industry, asked her, "What do you know about love as a black woman?" And didn't want her to do the record. Mm. Well, we all know this content is being controlled, yeah, and it's being mar- it's being marketed that way for a reason to keep us separated. Oh, it's propaganda. You know I mean? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I said he need to put pictures of his wife in there because you can see how peaceful she is. <laughs> you know, she's happy because she's not dealing with the fool. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was a picture of y'all, and I said, hey. oh, she's so beautiful, but I could just see how relaxed she's, and she's happy peaceful. she is. <laughs> yes. But, but come on, we, we've been together 20 years, so we didn't been. Y'all read the book. A lot of what's in that book is is, is from our relationship because we, we had some hard times. Now. I, I believe it because so, you can't, you know, write just off of hearsay. You got to have some nah. personal experience with it to put it down on paper and get the permanent. But yeah, I was motivated. Goes through a storm. But, you know, when you make it through the storm. Yeah, hey, we done made it through. Now we, we wild. You know, we buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you deserve it. Shoot. Hell, since the stars are rocking the boat, now it's time for y'all to rock the boat. See, she's stupid. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's let the listeners know that a love letter to our beautiful black women is 99 cents right now on Kindle mm. for a limited time only from March 19th through the 25th. Okay. Better get your copy. That women and black men, pick it up, please. This is worth way more than 99 cents. Okay, so make sure you better grab that deal today. I'm going to buy one for my godson. <laughs> Cause he's making me angry. <laughs> I got my baby daddy on my list, my situation on the list. So. Yeah, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't worried about. You know, I just cut a dude off socializing. We, you know, I, I recognize the BS too early, so I'm like, bye. <laughs> I don't have the, the time. The older you get, the filter kicks off early. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> So make sure you guys all grab a copy on sale to the 25th, 99 cents, guys. I'm on telling Kindle. you. On Kindle. So just grab that copy. You guys are going to enjoy reading it. And it's going to actually inspire you to try to get some self-love and give it back to others around you. And turn off the radio. <laughs> Not when the hip is on, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Turn off the radio of the hip-hop. All right, so now that we got this book out, you have a project mm-hmm. coming up with Les Brown. Now, if you guys do not know who Les Brown is, he is a motivational speaker. I've been listening to Les Brown since I was in high school, just for motivation. Ooh, and um, shut up. So <laughs> now you get a chance to work with him. So let's hear about this project. Yes, uh, through Johnny Wimbry. It's Johnny Wimbry, Les Brown, and Nick Halleck, and myself. Uh, we're co-authoring this book along with some other authors, but we are the featured authors on this book. And the book is called Breakthrough. And basically, it's a collection of authors writing about their breakthrough experiences. And in my chapter, my chapter, I'm speaking about connecting with your soul. Because in, in my opinion, what happened with me is that I've learned to connect the desires of my soul with my personality by reflecting on the past experiences in my life. And um, I really feel that our true purpose and passion is embedded in our soul. Yes. So uh, without telling the book too much, uh, I was sitting in church one day, and uh, it's a famous a uh, pastor in Houston, and you will read about it in the book, he was speaking of the gifts that we have that we're not sharing with others that are supposed to be used as blessings. And he said, well, if we don't use these gifts, he said, when you get student loans and you don't pay it back, the government takes it back. So he said, maybe God needs to start taking back these gifts that we're not sharing with others. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we all have that moment where we think he's talking directly to us. So I had been writing for a long time and never shared it with anybody. And uh, I started sharing my work. And what I did is I connected with my soul. And I started following that path of my soul. And doors started open to where I started my own publishing company. And five bestsellers later, I'm working with Les Brown now and Johnny Wimbry. Mm. And uh, it's it's been a beautiful experience. And, you know, I encourage everybody to just meditate and take time to connect with their soul because that's where their true purpose lies. Amen, brother. And and congratulations on that because that is major to be part of that collaboration project. So, I mean, now you got that on your checklist. What else is in store for Avery Washington? 
Oh, I will continue to do public speaking and inspire people, uh, speak at universities, speak at schools, um, and just continue to inspire people and continue to write inspiring works. We're looking forward to future publications. Definitely, I got to catch you on a public speaking note, because I know if your words are as strong as your presence, you good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell I appreciate can, that. No problem, man. I want everybody to know again where they can find Love Letter to Our Beautiful Black Women is the official name of the book. It's on sale right now, and that's on Kindle, right? Yes, I have it in paperback also, but on Kindle, it's on sale for 99 cents right now. So please go get that. And um, if you want autographed copies of all of my books, you can go to AveryWashington.com, and um, you also can connect with me on at Author Avery Washington on Instagram. Make sure you guys follow him because I know we are fans. We follow him. Um, not only is his books very inspirational, his posts are inspirational. And you'll also see Avery touching so many lives of different black people. It's, you know, really a blessing to have that gift. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Where the party at? You are listening to these gossiping helpers. All right, the Gossip and Heifers are bringing it to the table, and we're going to start off with these hashtags. I found a very popular hashtag on Twitter, Indeed. which is hashtag unpopular opinions. Mm. So when we're talking about unpopular opinions, this is when people just speak their mind. They let it go. They have no filter whatsoever. I know a lot of people like that, too. <laughs> I wonder, who could you be referring to? Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's too many. So I went through some of these hashtags to see what they were associated with. Oh. One reads, all religions should be outlawed and religious buildings should be leveled and turned into affordable housing. Why well, I gotta be outlawed? But yeah, yeah. Now I can see these mega churches like Joel Osteen yeah. taking up several blocks. You got a couple of pastors that's doing it. I, you know, that's why I don't understand why there are so many mega churches. And I just don't see, I don't know. I'm just, like I said. You know, Tupac said that, though. All these major big churches taking up blocks. He said, and you got all these homeless people on the streets. Mm. You see the priorities that we have. Like I said, yes, it's true that you want to worship and praise God and show your love for God. You can do it like Kanye. Kanye took it to the house. I I, I like the Kanye approach, I, I must say. Yeah, take it home. But you know, back in the day, slaves, wherever they can meet up with. Right. Or where they can, somebody's hut. Maybe the barn. <laughs> Bust out some gospel on you. Yeah, I mean, I like that. You know, I can see myself. I would actually attend a service like that. I bet you would. I, I, no, I'm serious because you want to be spiritually moved, not yeah. only by the message, but by the embrace that the church brings to you. Yeah, but you and do. I do like the smaller feel of a church. The smaller feel of a church to me personal. is a lot better than these mega churches that we have out. So as far as mega churches are concerned, I do think that needs to be downscaled, you know, real. And pay taxes because they're stealing anyway. <laughs> I don't know what pastor need a helicopter. <laughs> Shoot, Jesus walked on water. You don't need no helicopter. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's one of the unpopular opinions. Another one is uh, the 